Hello, I'm Christopher, and I'm your host for today. And today I just wanted to come from Isaiah 14, 24 through 27. And it reads, The Lord of hosts hath sworn, saying, Surely I have thought, so shall it come to pass. And as I have purposed, so shall it stand, that I will break the Assyrian in my land, and upon my mountains tread him underfoot. Then shall his yoke depart from off them and his burden depart from off their shoulders. This is the purpose that is purposed upon the whole earth. And this is the hand that is stretched out upon all the nations. For the Lord of hosts hath purposed and who shall disannul it? And his hand is stretched out and whom shall turn it back? And I want to use as a topic for today. His hand is stretched out still. For some, the question is who, when, and why. The answer to those questions are to you at all times and because he cares for you. You see, God is not like man. When he sees you do something wrong, he doesn't write you off or takes you out of the wheel. But he devises a strategy, a plan per se, to get you on course or back on track heading towards destiny. Sometimes we choose not to follow his plan, but go our own way. The Bible says there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Death does not discriminate. It accepts everyone equally. So just because it looks right doesn't mean that it is right. The Bible says, behold, I was shaping in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. So from birth, we are prone to follow the path of sin. And iniquity that may look right, but isn't for the most part. We mimic what we see, but sometimes there are those of us who grow against the grain, like Moses or Elijah, perhaps, maybe even some of you. In sin was I made, but was not molded by it. In sin was I shaped, but did not yield to it. So even though we were shaped in sin and were a result of sin, that doesn't mean that we have to remain in sin. We know that sin is contrary to righteousness, and sometimes we find ourselves walking down the wrong path, getting mixed up with the wrong crowd, sowing to the very thing that we do not wish to reap from. Galatians 6, 7 says, Be not deceived. God is not marked. For whatsoever a man sows to, that shall he also reap. And sometimes in life we see people going down the wrong path and sowing to the wrong things like carnality and flesh, but they seem to reap a good harvest in spite of. But is it not God, the Father, which is in heaven, that makes his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sin reign on the just as well as the unjust? For there is no respect to persons with God. For God may bless whosoever he chooses. You may see a drug dealer selling dope on the block not knowing the intent of his heart. You may condemn him because of what you see on the outer appearance of that man. But God knows that he's doing this as a way of providing for his family. And God may bless him to no longer sell drugs, but to own his own apartment complex, thus being able to provide for his family, thus bringing him out of the streets, introducing him to a new lifestyle that saves his life. And in the future, changing his thoughts about God and ultimately changing his life for God. You don't know what God has to change in a person's life now. So that seven, eight, nine, ten years down the road, God can have a change in effect in his spirit, resulting in God getting the glory for it all. 
You see, I used to be that drug dealer, but it wasn't to be flashy. It was so I could provide. You see, at the time, I was a single parent, and I needed to make money and be home to put my child on and get him off the bus. I had just moved into the neighborhood. I didn't really know anyone, and he was in kindergarten, and I had to be there. Otherwise, he was not unable to get on the school bus and I couldn't afford daycare and pay the bills with the job that I was working in. And there was no one I could trust with my child in that area and to get him off the bus. It was kind of a complicated situation. I had just got full custody of him and the woman I was dating and living with decided to up and leave. I guess she wasn't ready to help raise a child that wasn't hers. And no, I didn't cheat on her and have the child with some other woman. See, he was already here four years before I met her. There was no need for transparency, but sometimes there is a need of influency because even though I was providing for my child, it could have took another turn for the worse. Anything could have happened, but God saw fit for me to come out of that situation. And as a result, I ended up getting CDLs and landing a decent job and no longer having to sell drugs. That was God showing me his hand. I didn't recognize it at the time, but as I look back, I can see it now. I know it's easy to see a person doing things wrong, going down the wrong path and condemning them for their wrongdoings. But you have got to know that God's hand is stretched out still, not only to them as you see that they are the sinner, but also to you, for you have already sinned in condemning them. Do you know that there is a plan and a purpose under the sun for each and every one of us. And sometimes we just choose not to follow the plan. We choose not to hearken to the voice of the Lord, but his hand is stretched out still. We choose to follow the way that seems right. And sometimes we don't want to go in the way of the Lord because we still want to do our own thing and it cramps our lifestyle. We want to go to the club, but church interferes with our lifestyle. We want to have our abundance of women or men, but prayer complicates things. The streets and everything in it is calling us to come out and play, but the word doesn't line up with what we want to do. Paul says it like this for the good that I would do. I do not, but the evil that I would not, that's what I do. And now if I do that, I would not do. Is it no more I that do it, but sin that dwells in me? I find then a law that it, when I would do good, evil is present with me. And even though I delight in the law of God, I see another law in my members warring against the law in my mind that I know to do that when I cry out, oh, wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? And God is saying my hand is stretched out still. I know life has a way of knocking you down every time you get up. I know trouble is around every corner. I know you want to do good, but can't seem to quite get it right. I know the world looks good and the people in the church make the church look bad, but I offer you not to pay attention to the people in church, but rather listen to the spirit of the church. And the church is saying to you that his hand is stretched out still in Isaiah 5, 20 through 24. 
The Bible says, woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own eyes. Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine and men of strength to mingle strong drink, which justify the wicked for reward and take away the righteousness of the righteous from him. And therefore, as the fire devours the stumble and the flame consumes the chaff, so their root shall be as rottenness and their blossom shall go up as dust because they have cast away the law of the Lord and have despised the word of the Holy One of Israel. Therefore, is the anger of the Lord kindled against his people and he has stretched forth his hand against them and has smitten them and the heels did tremble and the carcasses were torn in the midst of the streets for all of this his anger is not turned away but his hand is stretched out still you have got to know that in one hand is grace and mercy and the other hand is the wrath of him who sits high and looks slow. And you don't want to fall into the hand of an angry God. He says that we have the power to decree a thing, power to declare a thing, power to speak a thing, power to bless and power to curse it, power from on high. You can have Satan under your feet because Jesus has already conquered the grave once and for all. He got it with all power so that we could have power. We have power to heal, power to praise, power to worship, and most of all, power to pray with the faith to make that which is spiritual tangible. God gives power to the weak and the faint-hearted power to to those that diligently seek him to persevere power to in the midst of obscurity. God is always present, always speaking, always blessing, always giving you a hand up. If it were not so, how could you overcome some of the tests that were before you? How could you lift up your eyes and head mm, 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 and some of the dire situations that you were in? How could you cry out for help and he come to your rescue? It's the power of prayer perseverance and the standing on of his word that is unmovable he even gives power to produce and power to destroy because death and life are in the power of the tongue the lord gives and the lord taketh away the lord is mighty in battle he is a strong tower he is omnipresent to deliver to break chains and to destroy the yoke of bondage Around your neck. God is here for the one that will surrender their will for his will. He is here for them that will press through to press into his presence. He is here for you to abase them that kicked you while you were down. And he's here to exalt the spirit of love that lies within you. God is not the author of confusion. And he says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. He will not dwell in an unclean temple, nor will he be second to anyone or anything. And even though your life exemplifies such, his hand is stretched out still. He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. He says to him that overcomes the obstacles of this life, I will grant 
to him to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and are sat down with the father in his throne. He that has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says to the churches. My hand is stretched out still. You can't find this hand in man. You won't see this hand in things. You will only experience this hand in God. And God is the author and finisher of all faith of which we all have a measure of. Mm-hmm. He has a remnant of people as to whom he can call on to get a job done. And as for some, we don't want to posture ourselves under God to get instructions and counsel, but we want to go about it in our own way. We want to make sense out of things that make no sense at all. Because when God tells you to do something, most of the times it makes no sense at all. But he said, if you will be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. I I just want to say God will not only add to you the things he desires for your life, but he will subtract from you all the things that don't add up to righteousness. He will give you your heart's desires, but he must first take away all the unfruitfulness of your flesh. He will give you love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness and temperance. That overrides the malice, strife, evil doing and unfruitful intent of the heart. He won't take away your desires for the opposite sex. He won't take away your cravings for sex. He won't take away your longing for another, but he will be there with you to help you through it. If you would just call on him, the Bible says you must work out your own soul salvation. There are just some things you are going to have to use the spirit to to help you with. I know you slip, but don't fall. Catch yourself. Get a grip and grab a hold to him because his hand is stretched out still. He didn't bring you this far to leave you. He didn't love you all these years to let you go. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. The question is, do you think enough of yourself to find out what it is? Has the fear of surrendering and letting go of your thoughts that you have for your life so unbearable that you can't see trading your will for his it is in your best interest to surrender or are you such a dominant person that pride has stricken you with foolishness to the point you refuse to give up your way for a better way look god knows what your ending is supposed to look like for the bible says he knew you before you were in your mother's womb so he knew your ending before you even began He knows what it takes and every turn you have to make in order for it to be realized in you. You must yield to the spirit for the spirit is willing to lead, but the flesh is weak. And even though we fall a victim to his hand, it's stretched out still. He said that he would never leave or forsake you. He said he would not put more on you than you can bear. He promised he will always be present. But it's up to us to seek his presence or we will never know he's always there because he's kind and gentle, never forcing himself on you, but allowing you the opportunity to invite him into your heart, into your situation, into your life. He won't make you do anything, but the scenarios you come across in life will push you into him. Curiosity will push you into him. Every encounter you have in life that you take as a lesson learned will lead you into God. If you are aware that you are in a constant fight, you will lean on God. 
The fight of knowing to do good, but evil is always present, wanting to drag you back into the darkness. But where the light resides, the darkness cannot penetrate. But that doesn't mean that the darkness doesn't try. The truth is that weapons will form, but they will not prosper when you're in the will of God. But that doesn't mean that God doesn't shield the unsaved. For we all are saved from one thing or another, but we all have an expiration date. And that... No one can save us from but God. For Hezekiah was on the brink of death. He was on his deathbed. He was sick. And, and the prophet Isaiah had said to him that it was so that he would die. He told him to get his house in order for he would surely die. So Hezekiah turned to the wall and said, I walked before you, God, in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in your sight. And he wept. And the word of the Lord came to Isaiah and said, tell Hezekiah. I have heard his prayer. I have seen his tears. And behold, I will add to him 15 years and will deliver him from all that he has gone through. I will deliver him, not only him, but I will deliver his whole household. I will deliver all that is with him out of the hands of the enemy. It takes relationship to get what you are unable to give unto yourself. Death is promised in order to live again. You cannot escape it. It's certain and inevitable. It will happen, but there is life beyond the grave that can only be given by God. No one knows the day nor the hour, but one thing is for sure. It will come. The only question to be asked is, are you ready? If not, I need you to know that his hand is stretched out still. The question is, will you reach for him? Engage and see life everlasting. He stands at the door and knocks. If you hear him, will you open and let him in so that he can sup with you and you with him? And anyone who will do that and will overcome, will he grant to sit with him in his throne, even that he also overcame and is set down in the throne with the Father. And them that have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. His hand is stretched out still. God has no respect to persons. God wants to do it for each and every one of us. We have to give our life to him. We have to, we have to surrender our will for his. A relationship is what he's looking for. We have to learn to worship and praise and pray. We have to learn. This is a learned behavior. This is not something that we are innately born with knowing how to do. Everything that comes with God is a learned behavior. It is a learned behavior. It is a learned behavior. Mostly repetitional. Doing it over and over and over again until we get it right. God wants to take us to the next level. He wants to get us to where he's calling us to, but he cannot make us do anything. He will not make us do anything. We have to have a heart to run after God. We have to have a heart to chase after him and search and seek out his presence for it is always with us. But we must seek it out in order to know that it's there. God wants to take us higher. He wants to elevate us. He wants to show us things that we've never seen before. Tell us things that we've never heard before. He said, I shall do a new thing. It shall spring forth now. Shall you not know it? God is ready. The question is, are you? I just want you to know that his hand is stretched out still. If you don't know God as your own personal savior, I ask you to get to know him today. And you could begin in the, in the Gospels. Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. Find out who Jesus is. Find out why he came. Find out what he's capable and able to do. Find out because he did it all for you. Y'all have a blessed day. Good day.